1: Well, welcome to Take 10. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our Take 10 co-host, Carol Zernial and Dr. Jamie Heisman. Dr. Heisman, a nationally known psychotherapist and expert on caregiving and addictions as well. And Carol Zernial is the executive director of the Wellman Charitable Foundation. And Carol, on Take 10, we talk about interesting issues affecting caregivers and caregiving, some related to mental health. What do you have for us today?
2: Well, today I've been thinking about the programs that we've been building within the WellMed Charitable Foundation and other caregiving organizations, and we talk a lot about empowerment. And so, um, Dr. Jamie, I was just wondering, why do we talk about empowerment? What is that? What does that mean for a caregiver to be empowered? And then what's the opposite of that? What does it look like if we're not empowered?
3: Well, empowerment in and of itself is a, is a wonderful concept, Carol. Um, but for one to feel empowerment, maybe an entirely different one. I'll tell you what I mean. When I became a, a clinical social worker, it literally was to speak for those who had no voice, right? So there empowerment was, look, I for one had mental health challenges in my family. So I wanted to empower others to know that there was a solution. Now, to feel like you can empower let's say, caregivers to empower the people around them and, let's say, empower, feel empowerment, they have to literally empower themselves. What am I trying to say is that self-care is the critical essence and foundation of really understanding and feeling empowerment. The concept of empowerment is wonderful. Let's all get empowered. Let's all speak our mind. Let's all show up and advocate for ourselves and our loved ones. Whether that is doable or not depends upon how we are literally feeling in our own self-care. Does that make some sense?
2: Yeah, no, Almost. I think it does. Ron, <laughs> Ron makes a face at you. Um, yeah,
3: That's Ron. What, what did you get, Ron? What, what totally did you not get there? I'll be more than happy to.
2: Well,
1: is, can, it. You, do you have to have empowerment given to you or can it be self-empowerment where you take control?
3: Okay, Ron, to take empowerment is really what we want everybody to do. We want everybody to show up in their life, take empowerment, take time, if you will, to advocate for what you believe in, whether it's yourself and your own self care, a loved one and their own care, uh, an issue, a policy, something. Because systems around us, I hate to say this, they do care, but they don't care. They're going to continue on no matter what. They've got their missions, their goals. If we don't intervene and take our empowerment or take, find our voice, to add the key for those around us, boom, it's going to go by us. The ship will sail.
1: And what does empowerment do for us as a caregiver?
3: As a caregiver, I think it builds our self-esteem, Ron. I think when we take empowerment on ourselves, we intuitively are doing what we know is right, okay? In our own selves, let's say it's our own care, our physical, emotional, and mental care. Let's get empowered there to tell everybody around us, we need to take care of ourselves, Once we do that, it develops our self-esteem once we connect with that. Well, guess what? That's the number one thing for all caregivers. But empowering for others, as we say, to keep it, you got to give it away, is also a positive self-esteem builder. For standing up for somebody who has no voice, for making changes in our system, for feeling like your life is worthwhile and you can do this for somebody else, that too builds self-esteem. Self-esteem is the great elixir of everything especially for caregivers remember i always say the higher your self esteem the lower your guilt and the higher your guilt the lower your self esteem get empowered that will build your self esteem but be consistent in following through
2: so what does that look like jamie when when we we're, when we're not empowered not advocating i mean is that like um, is that like the bully taking away your lunch money when we were in elementary school is it you just getting run over by the bigger guys and the bigger voices
3: that's an interesting metaphor you say. One is saying the bully does take it away from us. And I'm not sure the bully always wants to take it away from us. Um, but I do think that if we don't take our lives or our loved ones' lives in our hands, the system will go on. So I'm not sure it's a nefarious gesture like a bully, but it will go on. The river continues to run and everything continues to go and you get
2: yeah, maybe by. Maybe a better um, metaphor. Maybe a better metaphor is our, you know, the family members, right? This maybe it's the siblings who mean. all think they know better and you you're mean. the one living with, you know, mom or dad and you're yep. not really sure that's the right way or that's not possible, but mm. they keep telling you what to do and you just keep doing it.
1: That's a perfect Now hold that thought, Jamie. Yep. For, for those who may have just joined us, I'd like you to know you're listening to Take 10. I'm Ron Aaron along with Carol Zerniel and Dr. Jamie Heisman. We're talking about empowerment taking it, getting it, giving it, and how it affects caregiving. Jamie, up to you now.
3: Yeah, Carol's spot on there. That's where bullying does take effect. When somebody have a controlling or believes, they have a feeling of being in control and they then tell you or don't listen to you, right? They're not bearing witness to you. They're not letting you finish your sentence. They've already got the answer beforehand and they're telling you're not good as a caregiver. We could do this better as a person. That truly is what, Carol, I think, is referring to as bullying. And then when you advocate, sometimes it's difficult to advocate over closed minded people or people who obviously don't want you to finish that sentence, right? So sometimes, and I'll say this let's advocate for ourselves. But if we can't, let's find a third party who can literally advocate for us. Because sometimes the messenger in advocacy makes a huge difference. Yeah,
2: I think that's a really important point. And sometimes that transition, that that advocating uh, for yourself or for your loved one can have unintended consequences. So I'm thinking of, you know, a situation with a caregiver where they talked to the doctor um, and they said, I really don't agree with this treatment plan that you've said. And I, I really don't like these medications. I'm, I'm concerned. I've seen the side effects and, and, and we just we don't want to do it. Well, then the, the physician said, well, then I'm no longer going to be your doctor. Yes, and I think, so- Carol,
3: you bring up a great point. Though. That's like we're going through with vaccines. When you're advocating or you're taking, let's say, your power and empowering your position, make sure it's well-informed. Make sure you're getting all of people's input. Make sure I think it's science-driven and not necessarily... Opinion driven, because when we take all that, I'm not sure that caregiver right there necessarily that you're talking about has all the research coming in from all the outcomes, but they just are fearful and they're just anxious. So they just cut things off. Then all of a sudden the doctor, what's he going to do, right? He knows he's got a Hippocratic oath. He's got malpractice insurance. He knows the course of treatment. I guess he's saying maybe you'll find and shop the deal. So you're right. If you're going to empower, make sure you're a well-informed empowerment person. How's that?
2: Right. And, and and speaking up, I mean, you can think of lots of examples in from the civil rights, speaking up, sometimes um, d- people are not always happy about it. If you haven't been speaking up in the past, your family members might not be happy about you speaking up um, and disagreeing. So your suggestion about a third party, be careful who the messenger is, all of that, not to say that you shouldn't advocate and, and feel empowered and do what's right. It's just that when you do that, and you haven't, when you shift gears, people may notice, and they may react.
3: And I'd like to give. If Ron gives me the last seconds of this show, I'd love to take it here. So, go ahead, you're on. The greatest empowerment we can do is living by example. So, if we're pushing a well, a not well informed position, let's say, if we're pushing a well informed position, powerful, you go ahead. But it's better to live a life of attraction than a life of promotion. So if you're going to be a strong advocate, a strong, empowered person, make sure the things you're asking people to do around you that you're already doing yourself and they can feel and touch literally the byproduct of it and really feel safe in your presence. So don't just say, but do. How's that?
1: you got the last word. Say, but do. Thank you, Dr. Jamie Heisman, Carol Zerniel. I'm Ron Aaron. Thank you for joining us on Take 10.